Before we get started, ESPN in partnership with Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions present The VC Show with eight-time NBA All-Star Vince Carter and co-host Roz Gold Anwude, who talk all things basketball with some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment. They will give their unfiltered thoughts on the NBA, and Vince will share stories from his illustrious 22-year career. That's The VC Show. Listen where you are listening to this podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of DC and RC. I'm Daniel Cormier. That's my boy, He's Ryan. He's in the Cook. studio. He's in the studio. Hey, welcome to two guys wearing sweatsuits. Rename the show. Two dudes wearing sweatsuits on television. RC, glad to be back in person with you, my brother. Yeah, my but dog. I had something pressing. I had something pressing. Dog. What'd you have pressing? You saw Coach Big Balls last Saturday. <laughs> Ryan Kelly. Will Barrel. Dog, I mean, Will Barrel size. Dog, did you see that? Bro, I'm going to tell you what. I, what. What I loved about it is he came to LSU because he couldn't beat Nick Saban anywhere else. Yes. And when he had his opportunity, he went for two. Jaden Daniels, the transfer from Arizona State, made a huge play. It was a great call, man. And I had people who were there and say they had never heard Tiger Stadium that loud. And that's because of Brian Kelly. You know how much, you know how big of a statement that is being that what Tiger Stadium is, like what yeah. that stadium is, the amount of people. There have been earthquakes yeah. because of the eruption of applause in that arena. So it'd be that loud, crazy. Guys, coming up in the show, we preview UFC 281. We also get back to one of our favorite segments, DC, RC, and MC, as Michael <laughs> Chandler joins us before he takes on Dustin Poirier. We also tap in and tap out. But, Ryan, I'm here on the East Coast because, once again, Israel Adesanya is fighting mm. in Madison Square Garden. Once again, we are going to the world's most famous arena with the UFC with two title fights yeah. that happens a Saturday night. How, how excited are you for this fight card and for the main event, Alex Pajeda challenging Israel Adesanya only well, a year after making his UFC debut? Yeah, well, I, th I think this has been a collision course that the UFC was hoping for mm -hmm. a year ago when Alex Pereira... Alex Pereira? Ah, I'm getting better yeah, at it. You are, you I actually, are, you I actually are. said it right this week, too. Um, when he became uh, a UFC fighter, and we've watched him kind of ascend, the Sean Strickland knockout was the night we, re we realized that this fight was going to happen because we got to see Israel Adesanya beat Jared Cannonier later on that night, and he kind of called him out. But what makes me excited about this is sitting with Izzy on the pivot and hearing him explain what this fight means to him and the way that he's approached it. Let's check it out. So normally when I fight someone, they've never, I've never fought them. Mm. They've never hurt me or anything like that. So I'm like, in my mind, this guy can't touch me. But the reality is this guy has. The first fight was, eh, we all know. If you watch the fight, it was like some scrupulous judging. Mm. Second fight, I heard him, had him on the ropes, referee saved him, and third round, beautiful story, comes back and finishes me in his own country, his hometown. Um, this time, this time is my time to rewrite history. So. I can't pretend like it didn't happen. I've, I've accepted that a long time ago. I never held on to it. I never chased this fight. I never thought like, I gotta get this one back. Mm -hmm. I was never that guy. So I let it go. I've made peace with it. This is a whole new fight now. But the fact that that's a reality of it, that it can't happen. But I'm like, cool. But I, I know what can happen as well. This ain't, what is it, 12, eight ounces. These are four ounce gloves and I hit sharp. I, people don't say, I, oh, he doesn't have any power. He's too skinny, this and that. You see me in real life and you know what it is. Yeah. But trust me, when I put this on people, when I hit shop, 
is different. Hey, I mean, sitting there and getting an opportunity to listen to Israel Adesanya, it really puts you in a different mind frame of respect for him. The way he understands fighting, the way that he approaches it, and also the way that he seems to understand the gravity of facing someone who's already beaten him twice. Yeah. You know, that was one of my, my biggest questions, especially for you, because I don't know if it relates to team sport as much as it does fighting. Because in fighting, when you lose to someone not once, but twice, and then the second one be as resounding a yeah. result as it was, it can start to get into your mind a little bit. I remember being in Houston with Israel Adesanya um, after Kai Carl France lost his championship opportunity. And he was talking to me about the things that he was doing because he recognized right away after he won that fight against Cannoneer and he knocked out Sean Strickland, he was going to be next. So he went up to Canada. He spent some time with George St. Pierre to try to develop the champion, that mindset of taking on someone that's gotten you before. Remember, GSP went back and yep. beat Matt Serra. Matt Sarah. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's like he went to George. He went to a lot of people that can live the life or have lived the life that he's living to face down that dragon. Because Pajeda is a nightmare for him, being that he's shown him things that Edesanya hasn't seen much in his life. Right. But his mentality seems strong, and he seems ready. Now, does that mean he's going to win this weekend? I don't know. And I think that's what makes the pay-per-view so oh, good, because you don't ever question that with him. That's what's exciting about this. Most times, we're trying to figure out what Izzy is going to show up. Is it going to be the guy that's going to pressure well, and win? Or is he, if he's, if he's going to be the guy that makes the challenger come get the belt for yep, him, yep, from yep. him, and he fights smart. And a yep. lot of times, people don't want to see the smart fight. I, no, I remember Anderson Silva went through oh, this exact God. same thing because he wouldn't, he wouldn't get on the mat with Damian Maio or he yep, wouldn't yep, get yep. into these certain fights that he didn't feel like were going to be in a positive for him. And yeah. now you're boring. Now we don't enjoy watching you fight. Well, GSP went GSP through it. GSP went yeah, through it. crazy. And man. so everybody's excited about this because they feel like Alex will make him fight. Yeah. And I think Israel Adesanya has put himself in the mindset of, I'm not doing all the joking. I'm not doing all the playing. You can have all the social media memes. You can have all the social media uh, videos. I have to focus on winning. And during that interview with us, he mentioned the way Robert Whitaker approached the second fight. Yep. That he wasn't talking, that it wasn't about trash talk, that it was about being focused on beating someone who had already beaten you. And he's kind of taking that same approach here. Yeah, you know, the, the thing is, though, like when we look at the, the difference in experience between these two, I mean, Pajeda's five fights into his career. Not UFC career, his career. Yep. Izzy's 23-1. and one. Izzy has three times the knockouts. He has all the championship experience. So you would think that everything is in his favor, but that's not the case when it comes to this guy. This guy, Alex Pajeda, man, when he made his debut last year at Madison Square Garden, he landed the double knee. Remember yep. the jumping knee? Yep. Rogan could not speak highly enough about him in regards to his striking and his level. Then he does that. Then we saw him go back, and he got taken down a few times. Yep. He was able to withstand that, and then he was able to win. Then he knocks out Sean Strickland. And you knew right then, this guy's going to fight for the belt next. The story's too good. Mm -hmm. It makes too much sense. But I'm telling you right now, to the people out here that don't know who Alex Pajeda is, go watch highlights. Go find out who this guy is because there's a reason why this guy is undefeated against Israel Adesanya. He was a double champion in glory. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that's been training with Glover Teixeira to work on his wrestling. He's got it all, Ryan. And, dude, his hands, his hands are massive. Yeah. I could not. He's, a, he's, a, he's just a huge dude. He's a period. massive dude. Yeah. He weighed 225 pounds. He had like 10% body fat. Yeah, it's like he, built, he built like you, DC. 
you know, a, you know, like not not everybody can look like. Me. I was like, ah. <laughs> hey, I'm the guy that my mom always told me, like, bro, let me tell you something. My mother, God rest her beautiful soul, always told me, "Ooh, you're so strong, baby." So you know, how sometimes you think like this dude, DC, think he good at everything. That's Audrey's fault, son. Hey, it Audrey was all was that positive reinforcement uh, from the house. Me, Audrey telling me stuff like. Ooh, look at his muscle. And I, I was a little, you know, when I was like 10, Always I'm like, doing ah. it. She's like, look how strong he is. <laughs> but the, but if your Alexa mama don't is, love you, nobody can love hey, bro, you. And it, she done tricked me into doing stuff that I never thought possible. DC, so here is, is my question. Uh-huh. We keep talking about the two kickboxing losses for Israel Adesanya and the way Pajeda was able to take advantage of winning uh, on the cards, the first fight, and yep. then the knockout, which everybody speaks about in yeah. the second fight. Is he was fighting well in that second fight. Right. How much do we take away from that as fans? How much should we pay attention to that? And as a fighter, how much do those fights weigh Adam. into the way that these two men approach Saturday night? You know what's crazy? It's like, do you anticipate Israel Adesanya all of a sudden becoming a wrestler? Because if not... Right. It right? doesn't change. It's going to look like a kickboxing match yes. because the reality is, is he's not going to clinch him much? Is he's not going to grapple with him much? And you said left hook. That's the same shot that knocked out Sean Strickland. Yeah. He's got a fantastic left hook. The dude's just good. But the reality is they're kickboxing now, or at least I anticipate them kickboxing with four-ounce gloves. These are 12-ounce gloves they're wearing before. Mm-hmm. So if he's got the power to put the champ out with 12-ounce, imagine what he could do to him with four-ounce gloves. Right. But we also know that... If you overextend yourself, Israel Adesanya will make you pay. He's one of the most talented counter strikers we have in the UFC. And he said, when I when I land sharp, he yes. said that. He said that multiple times in that clip on the pivot. Yep. When I land sharp, he's got great timing. He hits really hard, but that's all because of his speed and his timing. When it matches up, he can put you out. Mm. We talked prior about guys stalling. Against yeah. Adesanya, right? That was yeah. the whole build-up of Cannoneer. Cannoneer can't do too much. Because mm-hmm. if he does too much, he's going to get knocked out. Yo Romero can't do too much. This guy's going to do a lot. Yes. Because he's been in there with him twice. There is no fear from Alex Pajeda when he looks across and sees Israel Adesanya. That might be a mistake, though, champ. It might be a mistake to go and attack Izzy like that. I think that's always what excites you about fights like these. We've seen Israel Adesanya be so dominant especially when it comes to striking. Yeah. There's been there's not been many people that could figure him out. And we actually joked about it on the show, on the pivot. I was like, bro, you know, they always show the picture of your face after, like, Paulo Costa or your face after Yoel Romero and then your face after Kelvin Gastelum. And I was like, it's such a, a, a different, so many different aspects of who you are and what you've been in fights. But if you're talking to Izzy, if you're in his corner and you're going to get an opportunity to speak with him between rounds, if you've been training with him in his sessions to prepare for this fight, how are you telling him to approach this fight technically, DC? Because you said he's not all of a sudden going to turn into Islam Makhachev. No, he won't. So, so what I'll do, what I'll do if I'm if I'm Coach Eugene Behrman, I'm like, hey, stay the course. Let's stay with the plan. Let's not overextend ourselves. Let's not do anything that may put us in risk. Because again, they know where the dangers lie in this matchup because they've dealt with them not only in the knockout but in the first fight. But Adesanya fought well in fight number two. He was doing really good, and then he got hit with the left hook. These guys are so evenly matched in kickboxing that they could fight 10 times. Right. And the result can just keep flipping. But how much has Izzy's championship experience in mixed martial arts going to allow for him to be the leader 
yeah. in this interaction, in this engagement between these two dudes that have now spent a lot of time together inside of a ring. It's an octagon. Dude's never been, in, I mean, he's never been in a main event. He's been on a pay-per-view. Mm. He's never headlined. There's a lot of reasons why this is all new to Alex Pajeda, so here's, not so, Izzy. So here's a big question I have for you, DC, because I've never been in this position, and I know that you know people that, that have. If you've dominated or at least felt like you've dominated two fights against an opponent, mm -hmm. does confidence play can, – can confidence be a negative? Can it turn into arrogance? Can it turn into complacency? Mm -hmm. Can it turn into someone getting themselves or putting themselves in harm's way because they have a lack of fear, like a guy like Alex Pajeda coming into this fight? I, I think like I think that it's, it's a, a great thing to be confident. But you also have to recognize it's a different sport. Yeah. It's not the same sport. Dude, the four-ounce gloves, Ryan, it's thudding. Mm -hmm. Like, I've sparred with my 12 ounces, with my 16 ounces, and you get hit, and you're less aware because it doesn't hurt as it, bad. It spreads it out. Yes, but the yeah. moment you get hit with that four-ounce glove, you're like, oh, this is real. Right. A, a, a weird might cut you. It, there's just so many differences in fighting inside the octagon. Bro, this fight is going to be crazy. Like, in, in the, uh, the energy in this place... When they step into the octagon, a guy who's on Adesanya's level in his main skill is going to make for a fantastic fight. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're extremely excited about this. Another thing we spoke to him about was Kamaru Usman and Francis Ngannou and, you know, Israel Adesanya and then the love that they had being from Nigeria and the pride that they all shared because of it. Uh, they got an opportunity, or we as ESPN got an opportunity to do a shoot with Israel Adesanya, just paying homage to Wakanda Forever, mm -hmm. to Chadwick Boseman, and what they have set forth with the Marvel movie uh, Black Panther. And here you see a little bit of the clips of, you know, Israel Adesanya. He's dressed in the African garb and just showing us the type of pride and the well, type of swag, men... Man that come from Nigeria and what they've done for the UFC, the way that they have actually yeah. dominated in whether it's middleweight, uh, welterweight, or now heavyweight with Francis Ngannou. And we got an opportunity to talk to Kamaru Usman about what it meant to not only be at the premiere, but to be a part of the movie, to also be on set and see the movie being made and all that went into the greatness we got to see in the theaters with the first Black Panther and now Wakanda Forever coming out. When you think about that movie, DC, and also what it means not only to Francis Ngannou and Kamaru Usman and Israel Adesanya, but what it meant for us to see someone that looked like us being a superhero that was loved by so many. You know, I think that the impact that these guys have made on the UFC and on the world is so grand that Dana's talking about UFC Africa. Who could have ever imagined yeah. UFC Africa? Dana's like, at some point, we want to get to Africa. Because then you know what type of athletes reside there. Yes. But when I talk about Chadwick Boseman and uh, Ryan Coogler and the job that they did on the first Black Panther and then to try and continue uh, what the first story was without yeah. uh, Chadwick, Chadwick. Uh, truly is special. And like you said, Ryan, to see someone like us, lo us loved by so many, so many things could have been done wrong with that movie. Yeah. We have seen them try to make black superheroes before, and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. This one was so well done. It was so well thought out. And people just, I mean, they it ran resonated. the theaters. It resonated with yeah. everyone, regardless of skin color. Mm -hmm. they, they, they really adopted the character. And what Black Panther has become is, it, it's crazy because that's a name that could turn people off. 100%. Right? It could right turn away. people off. It could turn people off right away because of what people thought the Black Panther Party was yep. back in the 70s and in the 60s. But this movie 
has brought people together. And I'm certain that's what Chadwick would have wanted, and I'm certain that's what Ryan Coogler wants when he makes the movie. Absolutely. So we're we're excited to see it. We hope everybody gives the gets an opportunity to check it out, to continue the legacy of Chadwick Boseman, but also what Black Panther means to so many of us mm -hmm. and so many of you and we'll as well. Kamaru. Go see Kamaru. I mean, Kamaru Usman's in the Black Panther. I just hope he's wearing a shirt. Kamaru Usman will not have on the shirt, <laughs> but you can find out this Saturday, uh, you can find out this weekend when Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, Makes his debut. It's time for one of our favorite segments, DC. What do we got? It is time for DC and RC and MC. There, there it is. is. There he is. What's up, boys? Hey, what? reunited back <laughs> together. Chan Man. Hey. What's up, Chan Man? He's, a, he's the only person that comes on our show that has an actual graphic. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. else <laughs> is just, like, one round with that person, and we got, like, a bobbling head yeah, of yeah, him yeah, yeah, yeah. that comes on. But he gets hey, an actual... I just, hey, I just got lucky because I got a C in my last name, so DCRC MC. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of worked, huh, Chandler? Chandler? Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? Like right now, it's Tuesday, right? Four days before the fight. How's the mentality starting to switch already as you are on the verge of taking on Dustin Poirier? Man, honestly, uh, not a lot has changed yet. You know, uh, as you know, the first the first fight is always with that scale on Friday, so it's really just uh, kind of going through. Uh, Going through all the the particulars of what we have to do, um, obviously fighting in at Madison Square Garden. There's a lot of extra media here, a lot of extra media obligations. This is a huge card that they have assembled. Um, more than anything, man, I'm just grateful. Gosh, man, I feel like I got a, a a second career here now that I'm in the UFC. A new lease on life. Heart is full. Feeling grateful, ready to go out there and put it on the line. Hey, look, MC man, the last time we saw you in this venue, bro. You gave us one of the greatest fights, yeah. one of the most entertaining performances we've ever seen. I think when, when, whenever the story of the UFC is told, because one day it will be told, your fight against Justin Gaethje will be a part of that. And so now you look at returning to Madison Square Garden in a fight that could be much like the fight you had there previously. When you look at your opponent, Dustin Poirier, what are you expecting to happen once that octagon is closed and locked? Man, I'll I tell you what. We, we know who Dustin Poirier is, not just me and my camp, but you guys know who he is. The entire mixed martial arts world knows who Dustin Poirier is. He's a veteran, uh, hard-charging, very technical, very good, hard to put away, looks for the finish. Turns out he's fighting a guy just like him. Mm. Um, I said this with the Justin Gaethje fight. We are cut from the same cloth. Dustin Poirier and I are cut from the same exact cloth. That cage door is going to close, and uh, we're going to put on a show for the fans. Uh, a lot of people say this is the people's main event, so I'm, I'm excited about that. It's been nonstop action since I came into the UFC, man, and I'm just excited to compete. I'm excited to – it's an honor to compete against Dustin Poirier, and I think uh, beating Dustin Poirier puts my name in the hat of the guy who could be in line for the title soon, yeah. so let's make that happen. You know, it's always great when a champion is saying your name, regardless of what's happening. And Makashev had a lot to say about you. Uh, you had a lot to say about him before the fight. Now you have given him respect and say you're impressed by what he did out there. But having that 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 interaction between you and the champion, how much can you pay attention to it? Or do you have to really just stick it in the back of your head, even though you know what a win Something so big is on the horizon. How do you have to? How can you ignore that, Chandler? When all you've wanted since you got to the UFC is a shot 
at the championship. Honestly, I, I don't ignore it, man. I embrace it. I think that's one of the beautiful things about coming to the UFC as a 34-year-old seasoned veteran. A lot of these guys come into the UFC at 22 years old, 23 years old, 20 years old. They're, they're trying to grow up inside of the UFC. Bellator was definitely not the UFC. The stage is a thousand times bigger. But what I have accrued in experience and maturity over the last you know, 14 years of fighting is, uh, is just uh, invaluable. So honestly, I love it. I want Islam to talk about me. I want to talk about Islam. I do think I have the best wrestling on this list that you're looking at right now. I have the best wrestling, good old-fashioned, passionate, American D1, all-American wrestling. And I do believe that I can, I can shut down Islam and I can beat him. Do I deserve the title shot with a win over Poirier? It remains to be seen. Depends on my performance, and it also depends on what the UFC brass wants to do. Either way, I'm going to be ready. You know what's crazy, man? You mentioned being the best wrestler mm -hmm. on that list, which you absolutely yep. are, but you're such a violent and explosive striker, we never get to see you use it. I mean, you dump Justin on his head. We watched you take down Tony. If you were in a fight with Islam or even going forward, is wrestling something you look forward to using and showing people that I am a world-class wrestler as well as one of the most dangerous strikers in the world? It is, you know, and I, I train a lot of wrestling. I've, I've got the wrestling in the back pocket. You saw my career. Be, if you saw my career before I came into the UFC, I did use it a lot. A lot of, lot of dominant takedowns, slams, um, beating guys up on the ground. You see, when I took Tony Ferguson down, he didn't move. When yeah. I took down a lot of guys before, they don't well, Charles move. They can't get out. Yeah. Charles Oliveira. They, they can't get out from underneath me. So I don't say that to impress anybody and toot my own horn, but – in that realm, I feel great. In that realm, I can I can control guys. And in that realm, I can drown guys. And I can put a lot of pressure on them and put them in places that they don't want to be. Is that going to be a part of this fight? Possibly. We'll see. Um, but it's definitely a place that I feel confident and dominant against not just Dustin Poirier, but everybody in the lightweight division, including Islam Mahachev. Mm. Michael Chandler, man, thank you so much for joining us, bro. You, brother. As always, we appreciate your time. You say it might be the people's main event. I'm telling you, that's one that I'm so excited yeah. about, even with two title fights on the line. Chan Man, I'll see you tonight in New York City, my friend. <laughs> my guy. I'll hit you when I get there. Best of Thank luck, you. brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. See you at the top. RC, Michael Chandler is one of the most well-spoken guys. Yeah. He has made an impact very fast in the UFC. Right. I can't imagine he thought when he got here, he would fight Gaethje, Oliveira, Poirier, right. all these guys in his first four fights, our first five fights. What does this matchup look like to you, though? Does Michael Chandler try to use that wrestling that he has in the bag, or does he just stand and trade with Dustin Poirier? So, you know, DC, like, I'm not, I'm not a fighter, right? So I, I don't know what goes through your mind once you get into the octagon. I, I would have to think that you guys are ultimately confident in your skills. And Michael Chandler has shown that he can strike with anybody. But you heard him speak about his wrestling. And when, when he's chosen to use it in the UFC, it's actually it's worked. Successful, yeah. It's, it's actually been successful. And so I'm hoping that we see that. And I think what happens to Chandler, we saw it against Tony Ferguson. You saw it um, a little bit against Justin Gaethje. When he starts to get touched up a little bit, mm -hmm. it's, like it, it's like almost like getting punched in the face, sends a light bulb off. Oh, hell. I can wrestle. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so maybe he does get into that. But if you were in this corner, though, DC, understanding 
where Dustin Poirier likes to fight, where he's most effective, are you having the conversations with him? Just dropping little tidbits like, hey, you know you can wrestle, right? Yeah. Like, you know you can take him down, right? I think, I think Chandler mentioning his wrestling tells you exactly what he said to us. He doesn't run away from the champion saying his name right now. He embraces it. So I think I'm saying I'm a better wrestler because he understands what may be on the horizon. Okay. Because if you don't use the wrestling against Makachev, you'll just get overwhelmed. Right. Right? So if you're planning on fighting that guy, you got to start to prepare for that right now. And if he wants to take the easiest path, you would imagine he'll take Dustin Poirier down this weekend. But, I mean, I don't anticipate it. The dude's a savage. He's going to fight. Him and Gaethje went crazy last year. Him and Poirier are going to go crazy this Saturday. And that's why it's the featured match of the pay-per-view. But the other part is this, though, DC. I think sometimes, like, you got to show people who you are. Right? Like, you got you to gotta let people know, I am a savage. Like, like this is what I do. Bro. Right? But once you do that, now you just got to win, DC. Yeah, like, yeah, nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, 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 because he is two and two. Right, yeah. If Michael Chandler takes down Dustin Poirier and beats him with ground and pound or submits him or he just holds him and he has top position and he wins, no one in that arena, none of us are going to get on TV next Tuesday and say, you know what, Michael Chandler's a boring fighter. Well, that's the thing, that's the thing though, RC. Like, he wanted, res- he had to get respect, right? When yeah. you come from Bellator and you come to the UFC, you got to make people respect you. Right. And I think those earlier fights were meant to garner respect from his peers. And he's now got that respect, so now he's got to win fights. But, Ryan, there's another person fighting Saturday who doesn't get respect, and that's Carla Esparza. Esparza. I mean, poor Carla Esparza, bro. She gets no love. This girl's a two-time women's strawweight champion. She also holds another title. What was that? Most boring fight of all time. (laughs) Of course, but, Ryan, please, Ryan. She has become a two-time world champion in the toughest female division in the UFC. She takes on Zhang Wei Li this weekend. Dude, but once again, she's going into the fight and nobody gives her a chance to beat Zhang Wei Li. Why is that? Why does Carlos Sparza get no respect, no love? I, th- I think sometimes styles are attractive and some styles are would you, would you, unattractive. Would you, would you buy a pay-per-view if she was the headliner? Depending on what the other fights were. If, and I'm saying if she's the headliner. Zhang Wei Li and Carlos yes, Sparza at I would. the main event. I would. You would. I would. But I. But you're a diehard. I'm about to say, I love the sport. You're a diehard person that loves right. the sport. Yeah, I love the but sport. But does the general public tap in? I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 think, the, I think the general general public would tap in to see Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier yes, on yes, that card, yes, yes. right? And then they will watch Carla Esparza and Zhang Wei Li. Well, why but, are they not? Why is she not getting respect? I don't get I, it. Like, I think, she's I think, so good. I think it's like anything else, DC. Like, Sexy is sexy, and I don't mean that as far as female and male. I mean that the, the, the rules the rules in football have changed because defense was no longer sexy. Yeah. Defense wasn't the thing people wanted to see, so now you can't touch Tom Brady. You can't touch Aaron Rodgers because they got to be on the field in order for us to be able to score points, in order for people to have fun, to enjoy it, yeah. to hear cannons go off. And so I think with Carla Esparza, it is, it's not the fact that people don't believe she could win. It's not the fact that people don't believe she's a great great fighter is that sometime her style if not attacked by her opponent doesn't necessarily give us exciting explosive fights yeah. but what i do believe is fighting against somebody like waylay gives us that opportunity yeah, yeah we what we saw her do to johanna 
Yeah. Johanna and her, her last fight out, that 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 spinning elbow. Hoy Lee's crazy, just bro. Crazy. And crazy. when you see something like that against someone the caliber of fighter that we saw it against, you expect her to be hungry. We've never seen her in a boring fight. No, she's and she's not going to be scared of the wrestling of Carla Esparza, so she's going to be on the attack. Well, you know, that's a, that's the thing, right? And for me, it and this is me with my my mind in 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 fighting. It's always like looking to see what in the matchup. And the one thing that triggers right away for Carla Esparza and Team Esparza, I go back to Rose Nami Yunus, Zhang Wei Li last year when Wei Li was training with Henry Cejudo and still got taken down by Rose Nami Yunus, which ultimately led to Rose defending and keeping her championship. It was the wrestling of Nami Yunus that allowed for her to beat Zhang Wei Li. So, in the matchup, to me, it says Carla Esparza matches up quite well with Zhang Wei Li. The difference is Wei Li's explosive. She's as fast as they come. She's tremendously strong. Yeah. And, bro, I've, I've gone on record saying that I believe that this young lady is one of the best athletes in the UFC regardless so of gender. So explosive and quick bro, twitch, crazy. too. Her quick, Her quick twitch, twitch is twitch nuts, is nuts bro. bro. You know, you know, that's the thing, right? You working in football, you see athleticism. I say this, and everybody wants to jump down my throat about her. But look at this. This is Francis. He weighs 300. Yeah. She's just picking him up. Dude, and that's strength. But I say this in MMA, and people go, DC, you're out of control because you think she's... Bro, you put Zhang Wei Li on the track, she'll outrun most. Yep. You put Zhang Wei Li jumping, she'll jump, she'll out-jump most. Her numbers, if we put her in a combine... Would be at the and top. that's athleticism, DC. That's athleticism. I argue with people. Thank you so Doug. much. I argue with people all the time. They're like, "Well, but look at his stats." I don't care how successful they are. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't translate all the time to athleticism. I'm so glad you made that. Yeah, point athleticism about is it's like you, you put them through all these things in the yeah. combine. Then you know what type of athlete you're dealing with. Zhang Wei Li to me is one of the absolute best. Now she has Carla Esparza this weekend to try to become the champion. But whoever wins this weekend has a monster on their tails in Amanda Limos. Amanda Limos. Dude, this lady hits. Bro, I cannot believe how hard Amanda Limos hits. Yeah. She hit Marina Rodriguez last weekend, and it just it changed the fight. Her. Changed she the fight. Like, she's like, Marina's like staggering backwards, hey, like just kind of looking at her. Now, DC, her it's, one of those, it's one of those you go, oh, we in a fight. Yeah. Like, we fighting, fighting. Marina's like looking at her like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. And Marina's mad because she said that they stopped the fight too soon. But I go into the octagon, Rodriguez is still not there in terms of her mental. It had, the cobwebs are still there. Bro, she hit her right outside the head. Marina's arms are down and she's just like walking yeah. back. It was over. Right. And I'm glad the fight will stop when it does. But does Amanda Lemos, how much does she gain fighting a week before the championship fight? I think you gain a ton because now you're you're very present in yep. the mind of the fans, the executives, yep, yep, everyone yep. watching the fight. And coming into this fight, you're going to be having the conversation about what we saw this past weekend. And if this fight is exciting and whoever wins, they're going to start thinking about that stylistic matchup yep. and what it would mean for the weight division going forward. And you also have to look at the top of the rankings and say, okay, who deserves the opportunity? And after performance like what we saw Saturday, Amanda Lemos obviously deserves that we, opportunity. We talked about this last week, right? How the timing was everything in terms of Mackenzie Dern loss. Marina Rodriguez seemed to be next in line because yep. she was still on the win streak. She beat her, and now she puts herself in line for a championship opportunity. And not only that, RC, she got on the mic, and she goes, Dana, 
Put me as a, a, a backup fighter. I'll go to New York. I'll make the weight. West End, that, and that's crazy to that's me. That's so smart, but that's smart, though, because here's the deal. They make money, right? Some of these fighters, they make money, but they don't make the big amounts of money. But by her just going to step on the scale, she'll get paid. Mm -hmm. She'll get paid half of what she would make. And if by some reason something happens, she, she fights. gets a title fight. Right. So it's, and she did. She took no damage in that fight last weekend. So I thought Amanda Limos did everything right last weekend uh, in Las Vegas. Speaking of people that have done everything right, DC, it seems like people dislike you because it, you've had like a little bit of Dana White privilege. Oh, you, you think so? You've, oh, uh, yeah, sure, sure. You've been, you've oh, been kind of the, you've been kind of the golden goose of the UFC. And uh, a friend of the show, a friend of ours. She hates you. Ju a friend of ours. She hates you. Juliana Pena had some strong words for you, DC, based on something you said on the show. I think we should check this out. The reality is I tap out, Ryan. I have to because the Why? work hasn't warmed. Because the work hasn't warranted an immediate rematch. Because if not, then every champion that loses gets an immediate rematch. Like, it's not like that. It's not, it's just, it just doesn't work that way. You're saying that my work doesn't warrant it? I'm the first ever woman to win the Ultimate Fighter. I've torn four out of five ligaments in my knee and came back from that. Actually, both knees. I, I gave birth and had a baby and came back from that. I have been clawing and scratching my way up to the top and been in this division since 2013 when they first allowed women to, to join the UFC. And, you know, I did everything that I said I was going to do leading up to that fight. DC. You've had 10 title fights, bro. Like, why are you hating on me for wanting to get a trilogy <laughs> fight? Ten, on, Ten. I think that's the most title fights in, like, the UFC history. I mean, come on, dude. Like, don't don't block me out, dude. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, first off, Juliana, I saw her when I was at the desk calling the fights. We hugged. So we're still friends. You're trying to act like she gets a title fight because you want to be friends with her because she called your ass out on the pivot. She called you out on the pivot. Right away, she went right at him and said that. Well, but here's the difference, all right? There's a little bit of a difference, RC. What's the difference between right. What's the difference between your title fights and Juliana Pena asking for an immediate rematch of her loss? So I didn't get an re immediate rematch after I lost first. When I lost to John Jones, I didn't get an re immediate rematch. John Jones got in trouble. So then I got a fight for a championship. I was lucky in that regard. I won. And then in my first title defense, I won again. And then I won again. And then I won again. So then you win and you win and you win. And eventually you had 10 title fights. You know what I'm saying, RC? So it's like, I'm not knocking Juliana. I love Juliana. But those 10 title fights were not based on me just getting title fights. You know, I, I won some fights. I lost some fights. But I would win at opportune times, mm -hmm. Ryan Clark. So I found myself in a lot of positions. I, there was no Dana White privilege. Uh, there was no Dana White privilege. It was me, a hardworking young gentleman from Lafayette, Louisiana. A hardworking yeah, young yeah, gentleman. I'm just a hardworking young man from Lafayette, Louisiana. Hey, I'm just a ghetto child trying to make it. Oh! <laughs> oh, he went old school! <laughs> yeah. But you know what, though? I, I, think, I think the one thing... like I. I do believe Juliana gets an opportunity, uh, should get an opportunity to win her belt back because I believe in what we've seen in Amanda's recent dominance, that was the most competitive fight she had, obviously, in losing. But even in going five rounds, other than Valentina uh, Shevchenko 
in their two matchups. You're ridiculous. I'm not ridiculous. You're DC. actually ridiculous. Uh, I, not, no, I don't I believe she. What you are. I don't I believe she deserves bad. a matchup for the reasons she said. Yeah, but because none of that has to do with fighting. Right, but like, based I love that. All that we, I admire that. Yes, mother, recovery. All, yeah, I admire, but, but that doesn't earn you a title fight, does it? Yeah, I, I mean. I think she deserves one. You're scared to say it. I'm not scared. I think. DC, listen, the UFC is back at the iconic Madison Square Garden. So what better time than now to talk about the top five moments, top five UFC moments at MSG. So I'm going to start with number five. I think. If I'm going to do a list, Connor's going to make my list. Oh, he's number five. So, yeah, so Connor beating Alvarez with a bink, bink on oh, top of the head. That's going to be number five for me because that's when he becomes the double champ, right? DC has the two straps that's like you have. Uh, I'm going to go Rose over Johanna. Oh, yeah. I right? That. That, that, that was epic. That was DC and Doug acting, Rose. Yeah, DC Doug acting Rose. crazy yeah, on yeah. the side. I, I thought that one was hard. At number three. I'm going to go Daniel Cormier yeah, you remember that? over Derek Lewis. You remember Listen, that? DC, people thought you could lose this fight, though. Yeah, they thought, right, come on. Yeah, people thought you could lose this fight. Yeah, yeah. And we had, like, the, the fast food spot. Like, you didn't like yeah, Popeye's. Yeah, 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 want, yeah. And it was an issue. But you he used... You sponsored him, and then Carl Jr. ended up sponsoring me. You remember that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, so you used... a little fast food. You actually did use your wrestling <laughs> in this fight. Yeah, okay. And that is why... Two straps, you know, too. That is why oh, you Look at my kids. Win. Look at my kids. Gorgeous kids. Gorgeous kids. You can tell they look like their mother. Oh. <laughs> 100%. They, they, they look exactly like their mother. Mother. Okay. Habib talking stuff to Michael Johnson. That was, that was, to me, one of those moments I didn't know existed in UFC. Right? I, th I thought you had to be so locked in to what you were doing, but to tell him, like, brother, it's mine. Like, give it, give it up, brother. Give it up. Give it up, please. I deserve this. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that was... That was the moment I was like, oh, this dude's not a cyborg. This dude's different. Right, that he's different. And number one, and I know that this one may not be number one for anybody else, but it was GSP's return. Oh, yeah. Right, I, I was just such a... It was nice, right? It was just such a, a huge GSP fan. And then watching the fight, like, you could tell, like, he wasn't the same. No, he wasn't. He right. wasn't the same guy in that fight, right, was you, he? Right, you could tell he wasn't the same. He didn't look as ripped. He, he was a little heavier. Ripped. Yeah, he, yeah, he, was, he wasn't all that. You know, Bisping gave him hell the entire fight, but to, to finish the fight in the way he did was classic GSP. It showed the level of athleticism, the level of skill, and also the level of fighter he is. That's good. That's good right there. I like that. I, I like that list. I like that list. I ain't gonna lie. I give credit where credit's due. I like that list. All right, you ready? You ready? Here, here we go for me. All right, at number five, same thing. GSP returning. You put that at five? I put GSP at five. He came back. He beat Michael Bisping. I got that at five. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I was there. I was there. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was a night where titles just changed. At number four, I got Dillashaw knocks out Cody. Ooh. Because you remember that? Dillashaw was hey, done. Real beef. Yo, real beef. Dillashaw was done. Yeah. But, 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 but. I also have Rose KO and Joanna at number four also. Because, listen, no, no, Ryan. Listen, Ryan, listen. No, come here, come here. You got to come back because I, no, come back. I had to double up number four because three title fights on the same night. See, that was the rules. The rules were you could use two from the same night. You're just doing this to get Chandler Gaethje. No, <laughs> no, no. The, 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 rules, the rules stated you could do two from the same night, but nothing else. At number three, bro, Khabib talking. Brother, give, give me this. I deserve this. But not even just that, though. When Habib got up and said, hey, you let me fight your chicken. 
To Conor McGregor. Yeah. Con oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let me fight your chicken after doing that to Michael Johnson. Number two, Conor McGregor. Bro, Conor McGregor was like, it's like he had lightning in it. Yet Every time he touched Al Eddie Alvarez, he fell. That was like that was a fight that made me think Connor's never going to lose again. <laughs> Dude, he made, Eddie Alvarez made him look like Superman, dog. Because every time he hit Eddie Alvarez, Eddie like, Alvarez was flying, <laughs> yeah. flying across the ring. I'm like, and we had seen how tough Eddie Alvarez was. Right. And every time Connor would touch him with the left hand, he would go flying. And at number one, man, run that picture back at DC with the two championships on his shoulder. Because, hey, Ryan, I'm number one. Hey, put two. I look at Dana White, I said, twice? You putting two on me two times, RC? Because nobody ever had it twice. Look, Derek Lewis, three weeks notice I took that fight. I headlined Madison Square, choked him out. My children in the building. My Look, twice? Ooh, boy, RC. That go, hey, 26 pounds of gold on my shoulders in Madison Square Garden. Let me taste. That's my list. So I got, put my list on the screen, guys. I want to see my, let me see my list real quick. Let me see the champions list, the winner of this list. There we go. GSP getting that championship from Michael Bisping. At number four, Dillashaw KO Garbrandt, Rose Namajunas KOs Joanna. At number three, Khabib talking to Michael Johnson. Conor McGregor becoming the double champ at number two. And then DC defending the double championship at number one at Madison Square Garden. What I, what I want to say to you is, man, I love the example of humility <laughs> yeah, you, you have set hey, for hey, your children. So. Oh, it is, boy. It is you, beautiful. You, you remember what I told you my mama did for me when I was a kid? Yeah, it is oh, beautiful, to know, it is beautiful to know that your children see this humility. Uh, you see, tried so to steal my caddy today by offering him to see a Super Bowl ring. That's humility? <laughs> that's humility. No, Man. DC, that's that's using your relationships like Jeff Saturday did to get the oh. head coaching job of the Indianapolis coach. Hey, Man, let's tap in and tap yeah, out. I'm so tired Jake, of this dude. Let's go, Corporate Jake. <laughs> All right, guys, Saturday night at UFC 281, former UFC lightweight champion Frankie Edgar enters the octagon for the final time in his illustrious career. DC, tap in or tap out. Edgar will eventually be a UFC Hall of Famer. Oh, I'm tapping all the way in. Yeah. I'm tapping all the way in. Frankie's yeah. going into the Hall of Fame. First ballot, I don't know, we, we don't really have first ballot. First yeah. year Hall of Famer, like yeah. Frankie Edgar being the lightweight champion of the world. The fights with Gray Maynard were crazy. The BJ Penn fights were crazy. Going down and fighting Jose Aldo for the belt at 145. No doubt about it, Frankie, the answer, Edgar, is going into the Hall of Yeah, this is easy. I tap all the way into this. I think the other piece of it, and it's what I love about the UFC Hall of Fame, that it's not just about accolades and accomplishments. It's also about impact. Yep. It's also about the way you made people feel every time you stepped in the octagon. And for years on top of years, this dude was one of the best in the world doing it, and he put his whole heart and soul into every fight. He was always too small, too. Yeah. Right? He was like the yeah. little engine that could. He was yeah. champ at 55 when he's fighting 35 now. Yeah. He's never a 55-pounder. Yeah. Let's go. Habib seems to be spending some time on the basketball That's court trash, bro. and calling you out, DC, That's saying, trash. DC, this is not your level. RC, tap in or tap out. Habib can take DC on the hardwood. Oh, tap all the way in. Dude, watch he doesn't dribble, though. He's here's, just running with the ball. Here's why, here is why I tap in. Daniel loves Habib so much, yeah, you're he would never beat him. Oh, like, he would, he would lose you're all so competitiveness crazy. if him and Habib stepped on to the hardwood, and he'd be like, oh, score, brother. I love you so oh, much. So and crazy. so I tap all the way in that Habib beats DC 
in the game of basketball. That sounds like that sound like I mean, I wish I ever I wish I ever went to practice with you and Troy Palomalu because you just taking on all the fullbacks to make sure Troy gets the well, tackle. You just run first off you at practice, it. Troy wore uh oh, yeah, new, yeah, Troy was never really yeah, practicing. Yeah, Troy wore new balance like yeah. sneakers, and when he wanted to get fly, he'd cross the velcro oh my on top of him. Yeah, yeah he so wasn't Troy practicing. Would tackle. So when Troy would tackle but in the game, like Ryan, you like the you like the dang missile, and you just taking all the hits for Troy. Like you act like I'm beating how beating basketball. It's trash, bro. He runs with the ball. He throws it up. It banks into the hoop, and he's like, this is not your level. It's like basketball. It's like Man, football yeah. and basketball. You know what he told me? He told me they were playing in San Jose. He watched the guys. He said he'd find the best one, and he'd tell his guys, go, hey, watch this guy. Tackle this guy. And then they tackle everybody yeah. on the basketball. Yeah, because, ridiculous. like, somebody's going to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, Tony Ferguson has enrolled at Harvard University. Yes, you heard that right. He posted he was on campus in. and spotted in a classroom. DC, in. tap in or tap out on Tony Ferguson attending Harvard. He got in? How did Tony Ferguson get into the Harvard? I'm missing something, man. It, it must be like one of those. Does UFC do like the NFL yeah. where you can go to like Harvard Business School, but it's a special program for us? I don't know. Because ain't no way Tony Ferguson got in in. How you get into Harvard? They, there's... There's no – There's like the acceptance rate's like 4%. Yeah, that's not that, – I tap yeah, out. I tap he did out. not get hey, it. Hey, RC, RC. He's just taking pictures. Carpenter Jake, hit, hit uh, RC guys, with that last, last one. Dan Dan, a.k.a. Little Daniel Cormier's football season just ended, yes. and he seems to have been a dominant force on the defensive side of the football. <laughs> we also know that he was dominant on the wrestling mats. Look so, RC, tap him, in RC. or tap out. Dan Dan's future is on the gridiron and not the wrestling mats. Oh, it, it's, I tap all the way in into football. But here's what we're going to do. Uncle Ryan's going to make sure he continues to wrestle. He's going to learn to wrap up. He's going to learn level changes. He's going to learn how to be the low man. And then I'm going to get his footwork right. right oh, and we're going to the lead. RC. Like, we're not even tripping. Look at him, RC. Look how, watch, how you get through, look how, watch how you get through the dude, RC. Right now, look. He's watch inside through, out. RC, look. Inside out. Boom, finish through your hips. Hey, point at him, Dan. Hey, no, hey point at, look, at, gonna, look at him, RC. Look not, at him, RC. Look at him, We're going to show a little more humility than Dad, though, no, but guys. Look, 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 RC. Look. Boom. I know, right, RC? Why did they block him? He just blitzing, R.C. Look at him, R.C. Look at him. Look at the size of the kid in front of him, R.C. Like, that's not fair. Head across, Dan. Head across, Dan. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, the kid blocking him is going to be Calais Campbell <laughs> at some point. The kid's 7'8", right He's now. He's huge. 7'8". Hey, let me tell you something. I, I tap love, in some football. I love that. I love, I love wrestling. The dude can get down on the mat. But, Lil Dan, great season. Dad's super proud of you for all that you did. And, uh... I love you, man, and I love all my children, but I love Dan for his effort in football, and now it's time to move on to the rest of the season. But RC, as we talked about earlier, we putted. We had a putt. Yes, we did. And hey, hey, there's a little bit of footage. Guys, let's see it. There we go. RC and I at my putting green. This is my putting green. Yes. ESPN has decided build a putting put green for D.C. When he comes like, once a year. Like, like, here we go. Here we go. Like, 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 like. Yep. Guys in sweatsuits putting. Yeah, it Woo! is. RC, I can't okay, believe RC. you made that. Slow mode, drop it. I can't believe you I made that, I came out the RC. first one. I dropped it. Bam. Another yeah. one. Guys, dude, get hyped. Look at get him, hyped, look guys. At him, look at him. Look at him. Last year, they shammed me. They let me shoot basketball last year, and I shot myself out. Hey, it came down. Because hey. I got two bad biceps. Hey. But I was ready this year for the putt-putt. I beat Daniel. This yeah. guy golfs all the time with Dana White. Up, Dana White. Oh. Dana White Dana has got – 
Dana White has gotten DC memberships to every <laughs> to this every golf club crazy. in America. Can you believe Dana White even got DC into Augusta? Oh my! Think about God. that. <laughs> Daniel Cormier can golf at Augusta. They just started letting us in recently, this, this, and Daniel is Cormier is. Hey Jake, Cooper Jake, Cooper Jake. It came down to the very end, and there was one more putt that needed to be made for me to have a chance. All of the putting competition is on all of our social channels at ESPN. Guys, there was something that happened. Ryan Clark wasn't paying attention. We are the champions. There champion. was something that happened that allowed for me to stay in the fight. Catch DC and RC <laughs> every Tuesday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Also, Midnight Eastern, we are on ESPN2 RC. I'm glad you were more behaved today than you and Michael Irvwag yesterday on first. Hey, me and Mike, Mike go, me and Playmaker have oh, a good time. Ooh, that's a playmaker. Huh? Speaking of playmaking and receivers, you never know. Me and DC might line it up on the line again. <laughs> so be ready for social media. I'm about to jam him up this time. Y'all be good. <laughs> <laughs>